Hi, and welcome to Fiducia's Commercial View, the podcast. I'm Mark Grant, and I'm in the commercial team at Fiducia Commercial Solutions. We have 15 years' experience sourcing suitable funding for UK companies, either through network introducers and directly with clients. And on this podcast, every month we'll share news, developments, and views on commercial finance, products, and issues affecting every SME and company in the UK. Covering some great subjects this month, uh, looking at whether a bridging loan is just that and only for bridging, product innovation with bridge to let, asset-backed recovery. We're talking about this economy being in recovery period. Is that recovery going to be asset-backed? And we take the commercial view of uh, a market participant and expert every month. And we're doing that this month with Andre Parsan from the NatWest Group. Start this month looking at bridging loans. Ask a question, when is a bridging loan not just a bridging loan? It's just the way you buy one property while you still own another one, right? Well, actually, bridging loans are far more multi-dimensional than you might presume. Refurbishments and conversions are a very common reason for a limited company to take a bridging loan. Converting a commercial space into residential or repurposing, as one of the hot words of recent times is, Converting a single residential property into the uh, popular multi-room HMO. Improving and refurbishing an existing property to add value and or make that habitable for tenants. And that could be light refurb of redecoration, new bathroom, new kitchen, change of window, to heavy refurb of extending the footprint of the property perhaps. The client's exit is then often from selling the finished property uh, or flipping, I guess the terminology might be, or refinancing into a longer-term buy-to-let product and getting tenants in for a longer-term return. And yes, if a business hasn't disposed of an existing property yet, then a bridging loan could be a great solution to buy a second property. A bridging loan can be used to buy a property at auction or on the open market where there is not the normal time available for a regular financing and conveyancing cycle. Commonly, auction processes have a 56-day deadline and solicitors working on the conveyancing with bridging products uh, are great at getting the whole transaction over the line within that time frame. Unheard of in what is quite well known to be a slow conveyancing cycle potentially on residential property at the moment. Clients can release working capital for their business from properties with equity in them. The speed of a bridging loan completion makes it an option against other cash flow products. And we do see this with directors who might own investment buy-to-let type properties, releasing equity uh, to help with working capital and cash flow within their business during this time. A, a bridging loan can be custom fit to your business requirements. And it'll be interesting to have a conversation to see how we could help you source suitable funding using a bridging loan. Looking at bridging loans was a great introduction to the second subject that I wanted to cover, which is bridge to let. Product innovation, but it's not so much a new single product as a new single process that's tying in two products that are commonly used by landlords and property investors. Property investor clients often buy properties that require refurbishment before they're in a habitable state for tenants. Traditionally, that route is two credit assessments, two valuations, 
two conveyancing processes, two totally separate conversations that could be with two lenders. If that sounded like a long-winded tongue twister, then that is unfortunately what the process has always been like for them. So we're working with lenders on our panel that offer a bridge-to-let process, if you like. Some lenders may provide dual offers right at the outset. What would that mean in practice? It would mean that as well as having a valuation done on a property to buy it with a bridging loan, you'd also provide the valuer with a schedule of works. He would then be able to envisage what the property will look like and subject to that all being in place, he'd provide a second valuation and on the back of that, the lender would provide a buy-to-let mortgage offer right up front at the start of the process. Some lenders might pay for the legal fees and the revaluation fees and help to reduce the conveyancing time when you're moving into the buy-to-let mortgage because you will already have done some work on the title and with the searches, etc. during the, the first stage of the bridging loan. Lendinvest, who are one of the lenders on our panel providing this, allow you to borrow up to 75% of the property value on the bridging loan allow you to carry out light or heavy refurbishments on the property, and then you can exit on their buy-to-let with the increased value taken into account. You can save significant time, reduce costs, and not have two totally separate processes for the bridging loan and to the buy-to-let mortgage. And you can gain the confidence of knowing your costs, possibly even fixing the rate of the buy-to-let mortgage up front. Do talk to us about how you could simplify the whole process and remove all these duplicated funding and advancing tasks if you're next looking at a buy-to-let property. We're in a period of time that the government have labelled as recovery. So with that in mind, um, with the economy in recovery, uh, a business's assets are in sharp focus. And I wanted to ask the question, is this an asset-backed recovery that we're going to be going through? If you look at assets, uh, investments in assets for a business, they can facilitate growth. New assets help to meet the needs and changing demands of customers. If you're getting new demands for products, for changes, uh, pivoting, another hot word for, for the last year in the economy, you're going to need new assets to be able to change your processes and what you produce for customers. It could well be that the volume of demand from your customers has actually increased. So new assets, you might already have some, but you might need more machinery that does exactly the same thing because you just have that much more demand now. And I'd say it's reasonably easy to quantify the economics of investing in assets. If you get additional business generated and take away the cost of the asset, that's your return on investment. Every asset finance lender is going to be comfortable with understanding and pricing different types of assets or different sectors in the market, which can be broadly split into either hard or soft asset categories. Hard assets, normally higher value with longer retention value. Think of these, I guess, as large mechanical equipment and vehicles that help you construct to manufacture, to make Uh, These will be the type of things, so heavy and light goods vehicles, commercial vehicles, agricultural, construction machinery, uh, any sort of manufacturing machinery and plant. Soft assets, on the other hand, these are normally leased and they generally have low residual values. I guess think about portable, think about something that is not a big fixed 
making piece of of equipment, but something like IT, audiovisual, furniture, fix, fixtures and fittings, security systems, even EPOS, the electronic point of sale card terminals, all fall under this category. When you add in the new tax relief incentive to the already strong case for investing in assets like growth potential and the ability to capitalise on new opportunities, among many other things, this should mean that your next step is actually deciding how best to fund the asset and not whether that is something you should be doing at all. Every month, we want to take the commercial view of a market participant and expert and tying in with the theme of the asset-backed recovery and asset finance. This month, uh, I fired a question over to Andre Parsian, who's Broker Business Development Manager for the Midlands region at NatWest Group and obviously represents their Lombard asset finance business. I asked Andre, have you seen an increase in interest in asset finance in relation to the super deduction tax relief scheme announced in March's budget? Andre replied that they'd seen a real upturn in lead volume and inquiries since the super deduction has been brought in. He added that Fiducia are one of the select brokers who have access to the full panel at NatWest, so to please send in any opportunities you may have for them to assess. And it's important just to add there that uh, when you are looking at finance for any aspect of your business, not just for asset finance, that you do go to a broker who can offer you whole of market. Uh, it's, it's all about getting the best and most suitable outcome for your requirements. So for someone like Fiducia, who has a long-standing 15-year history in the market, we do have access to companies like Lombard, which not every broker does. So it's important that you always give yourself the best chance, go for a broad panel, go for whole of market. Uh, and that's something that jumps out of Andre's reply here as well. Well, that's almost a wrap then for the June version of Fiducia's Commercial View, the podcast. Thank you for listening to my first foray into the podcast arena. I think it's important that we get across in these uh, newsletters and podcasts the fact that gone are the days where you just go to your bank manager and talk about one of three options they have available for your company, an overdraft, uh, a loan, a mortgage. The commercial finance space is far more diverse in terms of the type of products that you can have. And what we aim to bring you on these podcasts and in our newsletters is just information about new and different products and also maybe suggesting ways in which you could use a product that's out there that you might not have thought about that could help your business. We cover all areas of commercial finance that a business in the UK might need, be that commercial property, investment property development, invoice and asset finance, trade and supply chain, so important at the moment with what's going on in terms of delays of getting hold of supplies and the pinch point that is causing for people's cash flow. Do get in touch with us if you feel that we could add any value. We'd welcome the chance to have that conversation. But if we don't talk again until you hear my dulcet tones on July's version, then um, all the best in the meantime. Thank you.